Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Hygiene Profit Leaders Podcast. I am a co-host today. My name is Vicki Collier. Welcome, everyone. And I have with me my wonderful co-host. Renee Williamson. Hey, Vicki. Hey, Renee. Renee, we're going to talk about new patients and hygiene today. You know, we do a lot of talking about new patients with our company. We know that that is the lifeblood of of our practices. We've got to keep those new patients coming in. But but why do you think in general that new patients are important in the hygiene department? Oh gosh, right, Vicky. So many people, you know, toss that around. They they you know we understand we need new patients, but they come in on a coupon or they're on the savings plan or this or that. And so, you know, new patients really slow my schedule down. They're hard to work with, but, you know, as hard as we work to get them in, honestly, at the end of the day, if we didn't see those new patients in hygiene, we wouldn't have a practice to come to, right? They are the lifeblood. Because I think, I even think about myself, I, I don't think I've had even any dental, I did have a crown done, I don't know, 20 years ago, but before that, I mean, I haven't had anything done since I was like 14 years old. So if an office was, was, was planning on growing their practice because of me, they were, <laughs> I'm not doing a whole lot of work. I just haven't needed it. Yeah. So, you know, having that new patient come in is where you're going to grow that inventory for both the hygiene department, but also the doctor side. So, yeah, I think new patients, while they may take longer in your schedule and while, you know, we know that there's more there's more to do in that appointment than say that with that patient that you've seen for 10 years, every six months for 10 years, they're so important uh, to to make sure that it is growing our practice, that that they work to grow grow our practice. That's right. No doubt about it. you know, you think about it. Yes. Like you said, it might seem like a lot more work to do, but honestly, the role that the hygienist plays with that new patient could mean whether the patient stays in that practice or they leave that practice. Would yes. you agree? Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Yeah, sometimes we dread them and we think, oh my gosh, that's a long appointment <laughs> to do. Yes. But you guys, hygiene is is what is going to keep the patient coming back time after time. You guys are the first person they meet most of the time, right? You're the first person that's going to create a relationship with them. And if they like you and that appointment goes well, then the rest of everything else comes to follow. Correct. And Renata, that kind of brings us around then to, we often get the question, um, should should a new patient come in through the doctor's side first or should they come in through the hygiene side first? That's right, right? So, you know, when I, I think about, you know, everybody, you know, you're as a hygiene team, you know, your, your people answering the telephone are trained to ask your patients, you know, are they having a problem with the tooth or did they just need to get established? And I really like that question because it helps us better define should they come in on the hygiene schedule or should they be seen with the doctor, Vicki? Because if a patient has a problem in a certain area, you know, really the last thing we want to do is bring them in on the hygiene schedule and put them in the hygiene chair. And then all they want to talk about is that tooth is hurting. They're sensitive when they're getting their cleaning because that tooth is bothering them. So with the techniques they're using now on the telephone to determine the best place for the patient to start, really is helpful. But again, you know, there is that debate, which way should they go? And so would would you agree that it's all in what the patient needs? Absolutely. And I think it also goes back to, to, again, you've got, you've got that quite, most people 
you're going to know if they want to get let's call it the teeth clean. We know we call it, we, we say cleaning is so much more than a cleaning, but for the practical purposes of this conversation, they, patients call and say, I'd like to get my teeth cleaned or I have a toothache. And so I think that we really have to tell them what they need, but give them what they want. So, so yes, if a patient calls and says, I'd like to come in to get my teeth cleaned, what they mean is that they want an appointment with the hygienist. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, that's not, Patients don't always know exactly what they should have, but that is going to be your foundation. That is going to give them time to meet that hygienist, begin that relationship with the practice, get advice from someone other than the doctor herself or himself to start with, because the team is going to support each other and give very uh, similar um, that hygienist is going to point them in the right direction and the doctor is going to come in and reiterate the diagnosis. All of those things work together to bond that patient to the practice. No doubt. So, so my recommendation is that the patient comes in through the hygiene department. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, that may mean that the office as a whole has to have a plan for what, what happens mm-hmm. if that patient um, is not just a cleaning, obviously, that just a cleaning thing that we talk about. But offices have to figure that out and have a, a plan for that long before that patient's in your chair. Absolutely. It starts on the telephone there. And that's why that question is so good. And so if you understand that they have a problem that they really just need to get established and the and would you agree, Vicki, if the hygiene schedule has an opening, but the doctor's schedule is full, um, maybe they are are having some sensitivity on the upper right, so they need that checked, but they haven't been to the dentist in two years, going into the hygiene department would still be a great place to start. I think so, Renee. That's tricky. Now, we're getting into, you know, kind of getting into the weeds here of the what ifs, but but I think that you want to maximize your schedule, and I don't think you could ever go wrong by having them meet that hygienist and get established in your practice, but by starting that relationship, mm-hmm. um, which That's is what hygienists are great at doing. Um, uh, Patients will tend, you know, they will see the hygienist many, many, many more, many times more often over the years than they will actually be in the doctor's chair many times. So um, that's always a good start. I think so too. And then, and then knowing that, you know, the hygienist can help educate, motivate the patient to do the treatment that they need or from an unbiased point of view, right? So if the hygienist had them in their chair first and was able to start to educate them and help them understand that that sensitivity coming from that tooth was because they had a cavity there and they were, you know, more than likely going to need to have a a buildup in a crown. Well, now then they're hearing it first from the hygienist rather than the doctor just coming in trying to sell them something or because he wants a new car, they have a need, right? the stat all the time that 83% of people trust their hygienist and their hygienist recommendations. Now, believe it or not, even more than that, trust the dental assistant. That's so right. the, the doctor and the front desk team and whatever, they're not in that, in that they're, they're lesser in that range. So absolutely having them come in and, and have that, that, that hygienist point them in the right direction do those diagnostics, include the, have that patient co-discover with them with the use of periapicals and uh, uh, internal camera pictures and x-ray, whatever, is, is what's going to start the process of that, that new patient being a long-term patient, which, of course, you know, when we talk about um, average revenue per new patient, 
you know, mm-hmm. it, that, yeah. that has to come over a lifetime. They don't walk in with a check for that amount for us. So it's so important to get them established and to uh, to keep them coming back. That's right. That's right. So we get it, hygienist. We get it, right? And that's why we wanted to talk to you for a little bit today. Yes, the new patient in your schedule, sometimes it's like, oh my gosh, I even have three back to back. We understand that it is. That's a long day. You look at that schedule in the morning, you're like, oh my gosh. And Renee, sometimes you will see you have three back to back and the other two hygienists have two at the same time. And yeah. so- that you've got a doctor who is, or two or three, they're going to have to try to check all those. So yes, I can, <laughs> you can remember, you know, exactly Vicki. And so you're, you're like looking at your day, like, oh my gosh, you know, this is no fun. I love my recall patients. You know, I understand where they are in their care and, you know, you know how that appointment's going to go. But, you know, we just ask you today to just realize the importance, you know, in this role that you play when you are the first one to get to really get to have the new patient in your chair, right? It is a, an opportunity that, you know, we work hard, we market for these new patients and we spend a lot of money to get them there. And for them to come into the office and they're entrusted in the hygienist care first, um, you know, really says a lot about what the doctor and what the, you know, the practice feels about the role you play in keeping them for a lifetime. Right. But then too, Vicki, right? You think about, most patients nowadays are busy, their schedules are crazy. And if you're working in a practice right now and you're listening to this and your doctor wants to see them on his schedule first, and then we're going to book them back in two weeks or a month later to have their teeth cleaned, we have to think about, are we really focused in our practice on a patient-centric practice, right? Exactly. Yeah. Are, we, are we working toward what works best for us? And and you're right. If you're patient centric, you are doing all you can to. If it were me, Renee, and I called and and wanted to get my teeth clean, let's say it that way. I have been a patient every six months. I know my pocket depths and or lack of pocket depths. I know I don't have any of those. No perio problems. Um, I would not. And I let's say I change practices or move to a new town. I'm not necessarily going to want to spend two hours in an office and then still not get my teeth cleaned because, you know, in my situation, time is 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 my value. So I want to to accomplish as much as I can. So in my case, I would rather see, meet with a hygienist, let them make a determination and then go from there. That's exactly right. And I think most people nowadays, that is how the majority of them would feel. So Yes, guys, we would agree that the new patient coming in on the hygiene schedule really is the optimum way to start a new patient in your practice. Mm -hmm. Um, We know studies show that, you know, more than 65% of the doctor's production is coming out of the hygiene schedule. And and it's because they, the patients have that trust and belief in you guys. And so, yeah, we would never want to jeopardize those statistics and, and patient-centric office, right? Sure, absolutely. Yes, we know that the you know those those hygienists are the the forefront of that treatment being discussed, being encouraged, and motivated, uh, motivating that patient. And so, if you've got a healthy practice with 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 new patients in your hygiene department, you're going to see that 65 percent or more on the doctor schedule. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, so you think about that, right? Everybody, you hear us. We definitely work with a lot of clients through our career with the Scheduling Institute. And Scheduling Institute works with a lot of clients. So yep. 
um, we are seeing that our successful clients are working to have that new patient in on their schedule first. Um, a lot of them are scheduling about an hour and a half, and it does include the comprehensive exam, all the diagnostics, as well as the diagnosis. And as often as possible, right, Vicki, they're getting their teeth cleaned. Sure. Unless, sure. unless there's something that, you know, a reason why they can't. They've got a periodontal issue or something, right? Right. So, so, yeah, and it seems to work well, and the patients are very happy. They feel like they had their needs met. Um, so, yeah. We need some time management there, too, Renee. I know we can't get into that today, but there's well, podcast after podcast out there on time management, too. So yeah. how, how do we make that happen? Yeah. That's right. So, so you know that that relationship is important and with a patient and their hygienist. And, you know, we do encourage you guys to see the new patient first. But you also play a big role in helping us generate more new patients into the practice. So talking about how important they are in hygiene, well, understanding how important they are in the practice overall, right? That's often a stat that the the admin team or the front desk team may be, may be holding on to, but I always like to emphasize that that new patient stat is something that can be can be uh, worked toward by every person in the practice. So in a hygiene role, you're creating value. You know, the value you create uh, is going to have that patient tell their family and friends. It's going to make them feel comfortable here and want other people to, to come. But then also you've got to ask for referrals. I go into many offices and I'll say, are you guys asking for referrals? And they'll say, yes, we all ask for referrals. And then when I say, well, how many did you ask for yesterday? She says, um, I didn't ask for any yesterday. And I'll ask the next person. And so it comes out this kind of one of those, if everybody's doing it, nobody's doing it sort of situations. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we want to do our part to increase the new patients in our practice. To, they help to grow our practice. So each individual has to commit themselves and challenge themselves to ask as many people for a referral as they possibly can. And that can get awkward sometimes. I mean, you know, that, sometimes, ah, that's really weird. But the best time to ask for a referral is when, Renee? Right. It's when they're complimenting you, Vicki. Absolutely. When they're giving you a compliment and telling you how great you are and how much they enjoyed the appointment. Um, and so don't miss out on that opportunity. Or if you just jived well with that patient and, you know, granted, I know grumpy Gus, this might not be the day we ask a grumpy Gus for a referral. Um, it just might not be the appropriate time. But in most cases with your patients, you might say, I enjoyed so much having you today and really appreciate you coming. We'd love to have more patients just like you. Please tell your family and friends and you'd give them the cards uh, if you had those cards. I always like having someone to put in their hand. I do too. But it's the effort of asking. Um, you can assume that they're going, they'll do it if they liked you well enough. You can assume that they may see your, um, you know, notices about uh, contests if you have those. But nothing really takes the place of you looking that person in the eye and asking them to send their family and friends to you. No doubt. No doubt. And, and you know, it's helping the business grow, right? And hey, what if you did have more patients in your chair that you enjoyed just as much as Sally Sue, right? That's right. Great, great day. That's right. Exactly. So, wow, Vicki. Yeah, a lot of information. And, you know, you guys, it's not something new and mind-blowing that we're sharing with you today. But we are encouraging you that, you know, we understand all that goes into having a new patient on your schedule. But, you know, just know 
what you are truly contributing to the practice. When you see that new patient on your schedule, we would love for you to think, hey, wow, today's my day to really wow a new person, um, build a relationship for our practice, be able to feed our doctor's chair with restorative work and get a referral for the practice down the road, right? New patients are the lifeblood and you guys kind of own that. So just embrace it, enjoy it and yeah. Great, good idea. All right, well, thank you all so much for joining us today. Stay tuned for more episodes of the Hygiene Profit Leaders Podcast coming soon. Yes, thank you, Vicki. See you later, guys. Bye.